the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from MaxLawCon 2021. Keep listening to hear Jay Henderson as we share his talk, Four Key Steps to Make KPIs Work for You. You can also head to the Maximum Lawyer YouTube channel to watch the full video. Have you grabbed your ticket to this year's conference? If not, head to MaxLawCon2022.com to get yours today. Now to the episode. Run your law firm the right way. This is... The Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. I'm going to talk about KPIs a little bit. Yay, KPIs, fun. So you have more potential than you're currently utilizing. I've objectively measured over 18,000 people and how they think and make decisions and their performance capacity. So I have objective data that you have more potential than you're currently utilizing. Your team has more potential than they are currently utilizing. Your business, of course, as a result, your firm has more potential than you're currently utilizing. Who here knows what KPIs are? Key performance indicators. Why do we want to have key performance indicators? We want them because they focus people. Focus is the absolute, I'll call it mother virtue, if you will, as it pertains to performance and getting the best out of people. The big problem is that there's interference everywhere. Interference, one word that represents everything that gets in the way and blocks focus, blocks performance, and minimizes our access to our potential. Okay? It's everywhere, right? We all know this. It's some of the stuff Jim and, you know, they were just talking about. It's like, we've got to have that focus so we can grow. I want to give you an example of focus. So I've studied sports psychology for 30 years just because I love it. I study it because... I learned that they had all the research and information and knowledge about how people learn and how people take their learning and translate that into performance. There's a whole process that goes on. And can people access their performance, right? So this is Rory McIlroy, pro golfer, all right? 2011 Masters. He was 22 years old. Already made millions of dollars. Already one of the best golfers in the world, okay? He's in the Masters. He goes through the first round. Day one, he leads by five shots. 
That's a big deal. The media is really going to get into that, right? Day two, leads by eight shots. Day three, eight shots. Day four, loses by 14 shots. Now to go from an eight shot lead to a 14 shot loss is a massive colossal choke, right? And that choke happened because of interference. What interference? Well, here's a 22-year-old kid that's about to become a master's champion. Yeah? His name will be held in the record books of golf forever, the 2011 master's champ. He'll get a five-year exemption on the PGA Tour, which means he doesn't have to qualify for anything. He'll win a million two hundred thousand dollars. Get the trophy. Name everywhere. Go on to make millions and millions of dollars in endorsements. Well, I'm sure that on that day, judging by what happened, he couldn't find his shorts with both hands. His mind was so cluttered with thoughts that he should not have been having, but could not help but have. He'd never been in that position. He'd never been in that experience. And it was just, it's just a big, big deal. Fast forward two months. Two months later, Rory tees off at the U.S. Masters in June. Lead, three shots. Day two, five shots. Day three, six shots. Everyone's wondering. The media's like, what's going to happen? Remember Rory's massive choke? Is he going to perform? Or what's going to happen? Day four, wins by eight shots. Unbelievable shift in performance. Would you agree? Right? How did he do that? Okay. He reduced the interference through focus. And I know that because, as the media does, they interviewed him right after the round. They said, Rory, wow, phenomenal. Congratulations. What made the difference? Here's his answer. It's going to sound silly, he said. But it was two words. Process and spot. He said, on my long shots, I focused entirely on the process. What he means by that is his pre-shot routine. Every champion, every high-level surgeon, high-level attorney, trial attorney, every medical doctor, the best have pre-meeting, pre-day, pre-event routines that they go through that put them in the proper mental and emotional and physical state of being that they need to be in to access their very best. He said, spot was for my putting. I picked a spot, and my whole goal was to roll the ball over that spot. So his mission all day, in order to reduce interference so that what did not happen two months earlier would not happen again, two words. Focus on two things all day, process and spot. Did he do more than two things all day? Absolutely. He had a ton of things to handle and take care of and think about. But he picked two specific areas of focus that could create the control of his mind that he needed to access his very best when he needed it. All right? This is a really, really key thing. And you and your team have just a plethora of things to do all day long. Fair? 
How many of you feel that there's interference is a real thing? Is interference a real thing? Right? Okay. Law firm interference. There's external interference, and there's, well, external would be too many goals. What do I focus on if I have 10 KPIs I've got to pay attention to all day or all week or all month, right? Team doesn't know the boss's priorities. There's a lack of clarity. Bad hires. That's a huge interference issue, right? Broken systems, poor management, weak customer service. There's all kinds of interference that goes on in our firm. It's just so many things that are critical to do. Internal interference. Someone's in the wrong job. They have poor judgment and they don't make consistently good decisions for and in behalf of your firm. You want to delegate. You don't want to micromanage. As Tyson was saying, you want to move them into performing at a high level. You want to trust them, right? But maybe they have poor judgment and they're not going to make good decisions for you. Toxic team members, hate to say it, happens, right? They don't fit your culture, your values, who you're about and what you want to be about. So there's all kinds, obviously, of interference that is getting in the way all day long of your team. So we need to do what Rory did. We need to find a way to focus. That's what helps us, yeah? So performing on KPIs requires behavior change. How many of you would like to see your team members' behavior change during the day? Raise of hands, look around. You want your performance to increase. That's a behavior issue. Rory behaved differently because he focused differently. His change in focus created what needed to happen in order for him to perform at a high level, right? So Stephen Covey said, organizations don't behave. People do. So I want to just for a second tell you that there are three core decision-making dimensions. Science is proven, mathematically proven, there are three core decision-making dimensions. Every decision you and I make comes down to these three core dimensions. I think of it like an umbrella that everything falls under. So in your practice, everything falls under these three core decision-making dimensions. They are systems. Do you hear about systems much? A lot of laughter all the time, right? Tasks. Have we been talking about tasks a lot? Right? And the third one is people, people, the intrinsic dimension. Your systems, everything that falls under that is vision, as Jim was talking about and Tyson, mission, strategy starts moving toward tasks, tactics, vision, mission, tactics, vision, mission, strategy, tactics, okay? Perfection is in the system dimension. Law is in the system dimension. So you need to make sure that your systems are organized, which we know we talk about all the time, and that the tasks are very, very clear because we don't want a lack of clarity because a lack of clarity creates interference or a per lack of performance, right? Organizations don't behave, people do. Why did Covey say that? It's a PhD in organizational behavior. His baby is organizations because the organization doesn't perform. Systems are awesome and they help us and they are, drive certainty, right? And they give us security and efficiency. We know that. And they're key and you're doing that, I'm sure. But when we get into the people aspect, they're the ones that have to perform the tasks and follow the systems, right? Fair? So it's their decision making 
that impacts how they handle these three core decision-making dimensions. And you as a leader, it's key that you're clear on how to get your people to behave in the way they need to behave, which includes driving focus to reduce interference. So I'm going to get into the four steps in a minute, but I wanted to give you this paradigm, this background, because this you know, like was talked about yesterday. One gentleman talked about one of his goals for this, this weekend was to make sure that he got the tactics he needed to perform. Great choice, right? And Dave Fries and Bill Umansky both said, you really want to back up a little bit, which he probably knew, and he mentioned he knew that, right? But getting back up into that vision, mission, strategy piece, the planning and organizing, so that you can be clear on the tactics you want to get where you want to go. But people and performance is leadership, which we've been talking about. Influence, getting the best out of them, driving the focus, yeah? All right. Here's what's interesting. Work is logical. So how many of you have been frustrated that you've hired someone that didn't work out before? Raise your hands high. Please look around, everyone. It's like 75% of the room and the rest don't want to say. So, but by the way, that's normal. Totally, completely normal. We saw the resume. We interviewed them. We told them what the job was. They said they could do it. They said they would do it. We offered, made an offer. They were excited. They come into the firm. Everybody's happy. All you attorneys or your office manager, your law firm administrators, or whoever's doing your hiring for you is like, Phew, all right, cool, I can go get some work done now that I got that out of the way. That's how it feels. How many of you love hiring? Look around, nobody. <laughs> so we expect now, we've done all the work, we expect them to perform at a high level because they said they could, we did the research, doesn't happen. It's what I call the expectation gap. It's a tremendous amount of frustration there. Perfectionistic expectations comes from being highly systemic. And the more perfectionistic you are, the higher your standards are. And the higher your standards are, the harder it is for your people to perform. That's okay. We need high standards. I'm not saying don't have high standards. But this is just the cycle that happens that creates these expectations, which are appropriate. We should have those expectations. Because work is logical. It's easy. I interviewed you. You said you could do it. Your resume said you could do it. You're not doing it. What's the problem? Very black and white. Straightforward, right? Work is logical. People are psychological. Right? We know that. They can't even get themselves to do what they know they should do. So performance is psychological. So as leaders, to create influence, to get the best out of people, it's critical that we provide what they need and help them to perform at a high level. So back to KPIs. If we want to achieve our KPIs which are phenomenal benchmarked numbers that show the gap between what our performance is now and what our performance should be. By the way, psychologically, whenever there's a gap, it creates dissonance. It's called cognitive dissonance. Yeah? I'm performing here, and I know I can do that. I'm told to perform here. I don't know that I can do that. Have you ever felt overwhelmed with everything there is to do within your legal practice? How do you keep up with your legal work while making time for growing your practice and attracting clients? Do important things like deadlines and even your family fall through the cracks? This is why you should join us at the number one conference for legal entrepreneurs, Max LawCon. 
we're going to be focused on helping practices scale and bringing calm to the order. This conference is curated in order to accelerate your implementation. Based on where you are in your legal practice, we're going to help you identify exactly what is most important right now. When you leave Max LawCon, you go home with complete clarity, focus, and a plan to make 2022 your best year ever. And not only your best year in terms of revenue, but your best year in terms of time. Time back with your family. More time to do the work that is in your zone of genius. Only taking the clients that you like. And more money in your pocket. It's all at the Maximum Lawyer Conference. Max LawCon is a two-day event on Thursday, June 2nd and Friday, June 3rd in St. Charles, Missouri. Seats are filling fast. Grab yours today at www.maxlawcon2022.com. One manager called me at a law firm, large law firm, about 125 people. And um, I guess that's a large law firm. But, and said, Jay, I'm having a real struggle with my team. Their intake and part of their job is to make a lot of outbound calls to do follow-up. And so we've given them a KPI. And the KPI is 30 calls a day. Right? But they're not doing it. Like one is, no one else is. What do I do? So I've been studying sports psych and performance psychology for 30 years. And I love this question. Love it. So I said, how many hours a day are they working? Eight hours. So they're actually on the phone eight hours. You know, they're supposed to be doing their job eight hours a day. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, normal, right? Cool. I said, go in with a new KPI. And the new KPI is four calls an hour. So how would you, like you're all attorneys, you're all intelligent people, the smarter you are, the more you need to be engaged and challenged. How would you feel about making 30 phone calls a day that are somewhat the same over and over and over and over and over and over for months? Would you love that? Raise of hands, right? So where was the interference? I mean, I could have dug deeper and found the interference in other ways. So like if you could get the message, right? If you can reduce interference, boom, shift in performance. Go in, four calls an hour. Give me a call, let me know how it goes. She calls me back in two weeks. She's like, it is like a revolutionary, Jay. Everybody's blowing away 30 calls, doing 40 and 50 calls a day. How'd that happen? How come? Well, because what happened is we shifted the focus of their attention. That's what Rory did. He talked to some sports psychologist probably. Maybe he already knew this. And he's like, you know, my mind was all over the place while I was on the course in the Masters in April. Like my brain just was everywhere, you know, which creates complete shift in the chemicals of his body, you know, all the blood stops flowing into the small muscles of the body, the hands, the arms and whatnot, and goes straight to the quads and the back. What's happening? Adrenaline, cortisol, fight or flight is going into Rory because of all the interference in his brain because of his self-image. Am I a master's champion? Really? Yeah, I know I've been working at this all day, every day for years and years and years. See, their self-image, which is, I can see myself succeeding as a big-time attorney. I can see myself scaling. But self-efficacy is, can I cause it to happen? Different paradigm. So you take people that need to make 30 calls a day, and maybe they don't even want to. They just wanted a job. 
But then you give them this KPI, and it's over their head, and their self-image, and their self-efficacy, and their whole brain, they don't want to do it, and they freak out, and they just don't perform. This is why Covey said, organizations don't perform, people do. So what do we do to shift people's performance? We've said it a few times, right? We focus, focus, help them focus. So the team excelled because of shifting it from every day they go in there and go, I got to make 30 calls, 30 calls, 30 calls. They're tired, low energy, maybe hungover, don't really love the job, didn't really want to do it anyway, but need a living. And now I got to make these 30 calls. Hated yesterday, got to do it again today. But when you shift it, they're still maybe going to not like it, but you can shift it to four an hour. They're like, four an hour, that's nothing. Can do that, no problem. Yeah. So it's fascinating how all this works, and it's a big shift. I mean, I've seen clients, and this blew my mind, by the way. I had a client that hired me to, I was executive coaching this owner of a firm, about 95 employees, and one day we're on the phone shortly after he hired me, and he said, I've got a problem with my profits. Now, I'm not like a business guru. I don't have an MBA. I'm not all into the numbers and the weeds. I understand it all, but I mean, I, that's not what I do. And so I said, okay, well, what's going on? And we had a good chat about it. And together, we made a determination with his knowledge of what's going on in his firm that there was a problem in the medical records department, which was the beginning after the intake happened. They became a client, go to medical records, PI firm. And there was four people in this medical records department and we did these four steps I'm going to show you together. And I was blown away because they had a 28% efficiency improvement on medical records in the first month. Another one, 30% in the second month. 32% in the third month. And, and then, then it ebbed and flowed, 29, whatever, you know, up and down. They tracked all of it, Excel spreadsheet, they sent it to me. It was unbelievable what happened. I mean, the numbers got into like a 150, 280% improvement, 360% improvement over the first month that we started at, not month over month, right? But the increase was unbelievable. I was shocked even. And it was by creating focus because of the four steps, which I better get to. Here's the thing. The fastest way to meet your KPIs is to reduce interference. Imagine you're driving down the road. You're on the freeway. You've got plenty of power in the car. Your foot's on the gas pedal. You're cruising along, but you feel like you're dragging, like walking in mud. You know something's weird. And you go to find out that the emergency brake is on. Anybody ever have that experience driving down the normal street and you find out your emergency brake's on, the car feels weird, you're back onto the driveway? Anyway, what do you do? Put your foot more on the gas? Give it more gas. You know what the number one problem for high-performing people is? It's over-trying. They over-try because it means too much in their minds. That's what Rory did. Everything meant so much, it just whacked him mentally. And he was no longer playing the game because he was into the future. Trophy, money, rewards, fame. No longer in the present, into the future. Total mental interference. Couldn't access his performance. Right? So we're going to take the emergency brake off. We're going to take our foot off the brake. There's a lot of analogies for that. The fastest way to meet your KPIs and perform at a high level and grow your firm is to reduce interference. The thing is, you can't reduce interference by trying to reduce interference. You don't overcome your weaknesses by focusing on your weaknesses. What do you do? You put your attention on other things. By the way, I don't think you should focus on overcoming your weaknesses. I think you should focus on your brilliance and your talents and your gifts and your abilities and use those to block the weaknesses, development areas, whatever you want to call them, right? All right? You don't do it by re, uh, reduce interference by phone. 
Timothy Galloway, who wrote a book in 1972 or three called The Inner Game of Tennis, which, by the way, I love. It's phenomenal. It's like the Bible of sports psychology. He said, focus is what distracts us from whatever is distracting us. We know we're going to have distraction and interference, don't we? It's everywhere. In the earlier slide, I had a big storm, a big like hurricane-looking rainstorm. That's what everybody's in all the time. So we got to create focus. Tim Cook at Apple said, we are the most focused company that I know of or have read of or have any knowledge of. We say no to good ideas every day. We say no to great ideas in order to keep the amount of things we focus on very small so we can put enormous energy behind the ones we do choose. In fact, the table each of you are sitting at today, you could probably put every product on it that Apple makes, yet our revenue is $40 billion. See, now that's a quote to remember. Okay, so the four steps. Before I tell you the four steps real quick, and we've only got a few minutes left, but what I'm going to show you here, you can all go home and do immediately. You can do that. It's so simple, it's unbelievable. But we want everything to be complicated because we're intelligent. (laughs) And we don't trust ourselves enough. That's why Rory choked. Wrong focus, not enough trust. But you can do this stuff. I mean, it is, I mean, if you've got the, through law school, man, it's a breeze to do what I'm going to show you. There was a Hungarian psychologist. His name was Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. The reason I tell you he's Hungarian is because of his name. But he was at the University of Chicago, PhD, taught psychology for many, many years. He did a big study in the, uh, like, early 80s, I want to say. And what he did is he gave all kinds of people, I think it was like 800 people, a beeper, with their cell phones in the early 80s? I can't remember. It was like, they had a beeper, okay? They had a little pad of paper, or like a booklet, whatever pen. Surgeons, musicians, artists, all kinds of dancers, performers. And what he would do is he would periodically ping them on their beeper. And the idea was when you get this beep, you need to, as soon as you can, from the moment it happens, oh, mountain climbers, as soon as you can, when this happens, you get beeped, stop and write down what you're doing and what you're experiencing and how you feel. And there were some questions, something like 800 people. And what he came up with was there were eight components to flow. Heard of flow? Flow, the zone, high performance, peak states, playing in the tree, every different sport calls it a different thing. And the first three are actually something that you need to act upon. The rest of them are almost like automatically going to come as a result of these first three. So I call it the key three, if you will, components of flow or high performance or optimal experience, optimum enjoyment. Oh, how many KPIs does each team have? Each of your teams, you know? If you focus, you can perform faster. So you've got to pick the important part. We'll talk about that. Here are the four key steps, and here are Csikszentmihalyi's three key elements to flow. Number one, so simple. Don't overlook. I mean, Tyson was talking about the importance of simplicity and Jim earlier, right? It's true. Number one, clear result goals. Number two, clear process goals. Notice there are two different types of goals. Okay, Rory, what was his goal? Process and spot. That's now me here doing this. What's a result goal? It's out there, future. Okay, 
So clear result goals, two kinds of goals, but you need a goal which you want to carve out from everything that is happening. Having KPIs is great. You want metrics. You want to know where we are, really, and where we want to be? Good. You need that gap. Yeah, you need to get your team to do those KPIs, as we've been talking about. But what you can do is you can carve out a clear result goal for each team. Let's call it an impact goal, too, because you don't want to ask for this team, what's the most important goal? You don't want to ask that question because everybody will have a different opinion about what's important. What you want to do is say, what's the most impactful thing this team can do to shift the organization's results, to give us what we're after and give us what we need, right? And then what you do is you go around the room and you say to everybody, Jay, what are you going to do this week to impact this goal that we have given you? Great. Brian, Mittman, what are you going to do this week? So we go around the room and we get everyone to choose their goal. Covey said, no involvement, no commitment. If you give choice, involvement goes up. Guess what else goes up? Accountability. So it's what Tyson was saying earlier. You know, you don't want to have to do everything yourself. You want to delegate and you want to trust. But you got to give them clarity. you got to give them that impact goal. That's not saying they're only going to do that all day. Sure, they're going to do all the other things they have to do. But we're going to give a disproportionate amount of energy to this impact goal. Right? Then we're going to go around the room and get process goals. You know, Chuck, what are you going to do to impact this? Dina, what are you going to do to impact this? Adam, what are you going to do to impact this? Scott? So we go through and we get everybody to choose what they can do. One or two things. Focus. Simple. Not ten things. One or two that you're going to do to impact this goal this week. Then you need feedback loops. You see these pictures at the bottom right here? These pictures are trying to indicate to you that there's what? One, what's the same thing in all those? One target. Michael Jordan has one goal. Jordan Spieth there has one target. Football goal, one goal, one target. So you're going to give them what are one or two things you can do this week to impact this goal for the organization, right? Then you're going to meet weekly with the team around this goal. Only around the goal. This isn't a team meeting that's two hours. This is 20 minutes of how did it go this week? How did it go for you? How did it go for you? How did it go for you? Then you coach. That's part of number four. Now, some of you I know don't want to coach your people. You may not want to talk even to your people. You may not even want to be around your team. And I know that, right? But this structure and process will focus your team to overcome the interference that is blocking their access to their best stuff. And it's so simple, you can do it. You really, really can do it. That's where your focus, leverage, engagement, and accountability come from, okay? It works. Thank you so much for your time. Very grateful to be here. I've enjoyed the couple of days here. Have a blast. Go home and implement these four steps. It's super simple and you can do it. It'll work, I promise. Thank you so much. Be well. Be safe. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Maximum Have a great week and catch you next time.